Hi, this is Jessica Grace, and I'm the founder of the Jessica Grace Platform. This is my platform's podcast, and it's designed to inspire you in your everyday life. So from all of us here at Team Grace, every success and enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk to you about one thing that I believe is a big hindrance to everyday success, and that thing is carrying guilt. When you harbor and carry and take on feelings of guilt and just being weighed down by guilt over past mistakes, maybe errors in judgments, or even your own personal failings, this can have a really big effect on your success and on just how you operate in so many different arenas in your daily life. And so I want to talk to you today and encourage you at the outset that you are not built for guilt. None of us is designed to carry and walk around with just loads and loads of guilt because really what that's going to do is going to have catastrophic effects on how we do life and how we enjoy our lives and also whether we reach our full potential or not. And so really the example I'd like to start with, just so that you can get a vision in your mind about what it looks like in your daily life when you're carrying around guilt, just imagine for a moment a runner in a race. So that runner has their own lane and they're going for the finish line. Now just imagine that that runner ties a weight to his leg or her leg and that weight then becomes part of their race and they try to run to the finish line with that still attached. So they've effectively tied themselves to that heaviness, to that burden to be able to have to complete their race and complete their journey basically to the finish line with that weight. And really in your everyday life, I believe that's what you do whether you mean to or not, when you harbor feelings of guilt, when you carry guilty feelings and, you know, allow yourself to be loaded up with mistakes and and recalling things that you've failed at, I really think that that is the effect of what you can expect to, you know, really be at play when it comes to your life, when guilt is involved. And sure, You might say the runner will still run the race. He's still in the lane. And that's true. But, you know, if he's got that weight attached to his leg, if he's still tied to it, if you're still tied to your guilt, yeah, you can still run your race, but it's going to be painful, unnecessarily difficult, and ultimately unsuccessful. And so what I want to talk to you about today is really exposing that guilt and the effect it can have. But I also just want to clarify that the guilt I'm talking about is not the kind of guilt that taps you on the shoulder and lets you know where you've gone wrong. And it's not that guilt that's like a genuine realization that your behavior needs modifying or perhaps you need to tweak something in a certain area. The type of guilt that I believe you shouldn't be carrying is that persistent guilt that goes way beyond signaling a lapse in judgment, but it's the kind of guilt that inspires self-condemnation, punishment, and ultimately hopelessness. Now, that's the kind of weight that you do not want to be tied to in your race, in your daily life. This is the kind of guilt that causes you to excessively analyze your actions to a point where you can't function effectively. It's the kind of guilt that makes you criticize yourself, entertain feelings of shame and, you know, really conjures up overwhelming senses of regret and 
At its very worst, it can even cause you to start hating yourself, who you are and what you have and, you know, the things that are important about you. So I'm going to call this kind of guilt destructive. And I don't believe that's an exaggeration because I really believe that carrying this kind of guilt can destroy things in your world. It can destroy self-esteem. It can destroy the vision that you have for a greater and successful future. And it certainly can do a good job at destroying your relationships. It can wreak havoc in the relational arena. And so what I want to start with is a little bit of an expose. I want to show you the role that this kind of destructive guilt can play in everyday life. So if this is a revelation to you that guilt may be something that's holding you back, it may be an obstacle that is keeping you from living well and doing life well, um, then this might be a bit of an eye opener. But for some of you, as I say these things, you're probably going to recognize a few of them that have probably raised their ugly heads in your everyday life. Uh, But don't be discouraged because we are going to get onto strategies as to how you can eliminate this guilt. But I just want to flag just the, the areas and the arenas that this guilt can show up in. So firstly, the one of the roles that this destructive guilt can play in our everyday lives is it can act as a motivator. So I don't know about you, I'm no longer motivated by guilt, but I have had seasons in my life where I have come under that kind of philosophy where, you know, I believe that guilt is going to be effective at inspiring certain behavior, behavioral changes or certain um change in actions that I was, you know, wanting to accomplish. I thought guilt was the perfect source to be able to help me change certain things that I wanted to change and and grow in different areas. I thought, you know what, the tool, if I put it to work, guilt can be a really effective tool. And it's kind of like leads or in as part of that philosophy, the idea really is at its root is that if you see yourself and your behavior is flawed and shameful enough, then that is what is going to motivate you to change what, you know, the kind of behaviors that you're trying to change and grow in the areas you're trying to grow in, in your everyday life. Now, the classic example of putting this philosophy into play is in advertising. We see it a lot, especially in the arena of weight loss. You know, a lot of times it can be held out as, you know, feeling guilty about not, you know, doing your exercise or feeling guilty about your food intake, then restrict your food food intake for the next few days as a punishment. And then your body is going to somehow fall in line with the kind of dietary intake that you're trying to achieve. And really, I this is where I the main issue I have with operating out of the belief that guilt is a good motivator and an effective one is that it really is based on a belief that if we punish and shame ourselves enough, then we're going to be less likely to repeat the behavior we're trying to modify. So not only is it extreme and very ineffective in my opinion, but it just doesn't deliver on what it promises. A lot of times when perhaps you've discovered yourself, when you punish yourself in certain areas, does it inspire you always to do the right behavior or does it just you know, cause you to want to throw the towel in and just go with the behavior you already began with. So, you know, using guilt as a motivator, I really have an issue with it because it encourages self-punishment, which is ineffective at achieving goals 
in the long run. Um, it's, it's a form of self-sabotage, in my opinion, and it can actually inspire the very behavior that it promises to change. So that's my main issue with having guilt being a primary motivator in your everyday life. It just does not deliver on what it promises. Another role that guilt can play in your everyday life is well, being a source of manipulation. So especially in your relationships, once your actions are motivated and they're based and dominated by a guilty conscience, so about feeling guilty and like you're not enough or you haven't done enough, what happens is you become really easy prey to being manipulated. And, you know, I want to encourage you, we've all done this. We've all fallen into the trap of being manipulated just because we felt guilty. I put my hands up for too many, too many things, too many jobs, um, just because of feeling guilty from not having done them. I mean, really beware. I've had people come up to me and, you know, they've tried to solicit my help in a certain area, but the way they've painted that picture or their request is that their whole world is going to fall down if I don't step in and help them. And that really is, it might be a subtle form, but that is manipulation. And so, you know, be careful. You don't have to accept the guilty feelings that are assigned to you from other people. And I, that might be to get you to do certain things, or maybe it's even guilty feelings based on other people's perceptions on what you should do, how you should spend your time, what you should wear even. And so I want to encourage you to recognize and start taking note. Where is it in your everyday life that you are being manipulated or perhaps controlled, that you are putting your hand up for things that perhaps you wouldn't ordinarily be doing without the presence of that guilt? If you can identify areas like that, then there is an area where destructive guilt is at play in your everyday life. Thirdly, we can be paralyzed by guilt daily. And what I mean by this is the paralysis comes from when we're entertaining that kind of destructive guilt-ridden thought cycles. And that kind of guilt-ridden thought cycle is when we major on our mistakes, when we have our failings on repeat and we go over and over and over those things. And what that does is it causes you not only to move forward, like you're not able to move forward beyond them, but it causes you to get stuck in the midst of those mistakes and failings. It limits your progress because it also really limits your viewpoint because you can only see where you've gone wrong. You can't see the potential. You can't see the lesson, so to speak. And it really can cap your success in areas of your everyday life, just in simple areas. Like, you know, if you've got going on in your mind, you know, what you are not good at, where you've failed, where you've fallen short, then, you know, that affects your confidence, your self-esteem. It affects your decision-making. I've never been more indecisive as when I'm thinking about how I've failed in a certain area, you know, and I'm trying to make a decision in that arena. So we've got to be really careful because in your everyday life, you can be paralyzed by guilt if you are willing to give it a real run in your mind and in your actions and go over it nauseam about those things that really should just be let go. Okay, so that are the three main areas that I've highlighted. There's many others, but I just wanted to give you a taste of the most common areas that I have recognized guilt 
coming into play in my world. And if you've noticed any of those have rung a bell with you, then don't be discouraged because I'm going to now give you a few practical strategies of how you can eliminate the destructive guilt from your everyday experience. So you don't have to have that guilt, you know, in your mind on repeat and, you know, limiting your daily life. If you put a few strategies in place and just proactive uh, to not allow that guilt to run your life. And so the first strategy that I have learned is very much related to what we're speaking about is stop embracing guilt as a motivator. And that is such a important part of overcoming guilt and getting guilt-free in your everyday life. Stop seeing guilt. And we're so trained in this to see guilt as a good thing. It's going to inspire certain reactions that perhaps other things won't. Um, I really believe that that's a lie. I really believe that is ineffective. So to stop embracing guilt as a motivator, we've got to embrace other more positive things and then, and more effective, in my opinion, that are going to motivate us. So, for example, if we're using the kind of healthy eating example, we're trying to incorporate better healthy eating instead of penalizing ourselves and saying we're not allowed to eat all of these things and, you know, putting ourselves on a really restrictive diet and being motivated by kind of the guilty things where we've let ourselves down in that arena. Instead, you can find more positive things that will motivate you, such as, you know, I want to eat healthier because I want to set a good example for my children. I think that is going to be more effective long term than just knee jerk reacting to guilt and emotion in the moment. The second strategy I have is eliminate everyday guilt triggers. Now, these are really, really important and they're really individual. So, you know, there's triggers around ready for the taking, you know, ready for, you know, to push your buttons, so to speak, in your everyday life that are going to bring guilt to the forefront. And they're things like that are going to remind you, those things that remind you of where you failed or, you know, of your past mistakes, those kind of things have to be removed if, you know, and from your thinking and from your personal space, really, if you're going to move beyond them and stop being moved by them. And so one area that this might include is kind of removing yourself from people and company that continue to remind you of where you've fallen short. So they're not speaking into your potential. They're not speaking into your future, but they're always reminding you of, you know, your past mistakes or your past failings. Uh, You might have to take a bit of time out from people that are in your personal squad that that is where they are always bringing you into. They're always speaking about things that you, you know, the times you've missed it instead of, you know, the potential for you to succeed in the future. And, you know, People who regularly use guilt to control you, you know, they employ the guilt trip method to get you to do things. They also need to be avoided and you need to be proactive because not everyone does that intentionally. But once you notice it, it's up to you. I have this saying, you get what you allow and you don't have to allow people to have access to you who are going to control and manipulate you and use guilt as a weapon against you. Um, For some of us, maybe we have this amazing inner circle that, you know, we don't need to limit our time around because they build us up and they encourage us and, you know, they're always speaking about our potential. But maybe you need to limit your exposure to images or social media that causes 
sometimes guilt and feelings of self-loathing to arise. So it's up to you. Just take note of those things that really trigger in your world, those feelings of guilt and uh, really um, self-loathing because, you know, anything that is acting as a constant reminder of how you failed or how you're not measuring up, whatever's triggering feelings of shame and excessive guilt, they need to be removed from your everyday life. And that's something you can do very proactively. Thirdly, cultivate feelings of accomplishment over feelings of guilt. Now, how do we do this? It sounds very out there. You cultivate feelings of accomplishment the same way that you cultivate feelings of guilt. And that's through your thought processes. So, you know, your feelings are very much inspired and determined by your thought life. And so, you know, some of us, if we've got feelings of guilt that are the most prominent in our world, then we have to change that record that's playing in our head. Those thoughts that keep going over and over telling us what is wrong. Some of us, we need to have our highlight reel on repeat in our head and not our mistakes. So we have to do a bit of an exchange. So start getting, you know, what you have done well and what you did do well. Start getting that on repeat in your head and recalling those things and bringing those things to remembrance. And, you know, really, it is very, very easy to recall failures. And that doesn't take a lot of effort. It's like, you know, whatever you've done wrong or things that you just, you know, kind of regret, it's easy for those negative things to come to mind. So you have to really, it's going to take work and persistence to really recall your wins. And that's what you can do. And that's what's going to really, really help break that cycle and and that burden and overloaded and overwhelming feeling of guilt that some of you maybe even right now may be feeling. And finally, my final strategy for you today that I really want you to take on board. It sounds simple, but I believe, you know, I need to hear this regularly. And I hope that, you know, some of you that are listening, this is for you. Give yourself a break. So by that, I mean, make peace with where you've gone wrong in the past. Make restitution if necessary, but make sure you let yourself off the hook. Some of us hold ourselves and punish ourselves so much for the mistakes we've made that we are really sabotaging our own success. You can become your own captor in a prison of guilt if you refuse to forgive and forget your past failings. So I want to encourage you today. The one way you're going to let yourself off the hook is decide to let go of any shame, any residual guilt that you feel about things in the past that you cannot change. Be kind to yourself. And in that sense, and I'm not just saying that as a nice thing to say, as a practical application, the way you're going to be kind to yourself um, in this step and let yourself off the hook is to reconceive how you see your failures and how you see the mistakes you've made in the past. The way you do that is you start looking at your failures as stepping stones to the greater success that is ahead of you. Instead of seeing mistakes as setbacks, you can actually start seeing them as setups. You can look at those things that perhaps have caused you pain and distress and shame in the past, and you can extend kindness to yourself by seeing them as, you know, really learning opportunities that are given you momentum to move forward and beyond them. And so on that note, and just helping you and encouraging you to let yourself off the hook. I just want to say no one's perfect. 
And I know that's obvious, but sometimes we're in seasons we need to hear that. No one's perfect and perfection is not what is going to allow us to become guilt-free. That's not, we don't have to be perfect and then all the guilty feelings will go away. And it's not about attaining perfection and then, you know, we won't ever have an issue with carrying or being tied down by feelings of guilt. I want to encourage you that, you know, you really don't have to live a life feeling guilty and you don't have to be subject to the destruction that carrying guilt causes. So I hope that you've identified a few strategies and probably areas that maybe that kind of destructive guilt is kind of in in the mix in in your world and I hope that you will just refuse to settle for that shame and maybe the condemnation that those feelings are feeding you and just stand up and really know that even if you haven't arrived and by the way none of us have that you can live and get free from guilt in your everyday life you can live the life that you are capable of And I just want to say, and the point of today's message is that kind of life is a guilt-free one. So every success, as you let go of guilt and you start operating and living out of that place where you know you are capable of success and you are free from guilt so that you can accomplish it. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you'd like any more information on the inspirational tools available through the Jessica Grace platform, you can visit www.jessicagraceplatform.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your world. You can also connect with the platform on Facebook and Instagram. So get connected so you can be graced for your best life.